Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. And this is our podcast where we do some talking about wrestling. Yeah. And I've got a secret. It's actually the morning. It is. It's a really quite a nice bright morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. For a December. Yeah, Sunday morning, early in December. Yeah. And uh, we have gathered together, the two of us, this uh, gathering on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, Not to uh, talk about our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Well, in many ways, this is our church. What, the great hall in my house? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But instead, to celebrate our 100th episode for that is what this is that's a lot isn't it that's a lot of episodes yeah why too many i think yeah it is too many yeah. triple figures yeah you could probably distill it down to about an hour of decent content yeah i'm waiting for a letter from the queen all right yeah do you yeah. think she sends them out to podcasts i reckon yeah yeah only if she listens to them and i have it on good authority that she does not listen to this one apparently she did like the wrestling when she was younger yeah yeah um, there's a bit. Who's the fella that was uh, private secretary to history's greatest monster, Margaret Thatcher? Bernard Ingram, is that him? No idea. Yeah, like he wrote a book about his his like time, um, and he tells a, a story of being at the palace. Yeah, and seeing the the queen demonstrate um, a headlock she'd seen on World of Sport that afternoon to a, a visiting foreign dignitary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who her favourite wrestler was? No. Johnny Saint. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, she was growing up. Yeah. When she was growing up. Yeah. She hated Big Daddy. Yeah. Or oh, hate Big Daddy. Yeah. Just is so boring. Yeah. Like only normies would like <laughs> Big Daddy. The Queen was into interesting technical wrestling, like Johnny Saint. Yeah. Um, which is uh, something she shares with prominent British wrestling promoter Jim Smallman. I've explained the joke away. Um, okay, so what we're doing for this 100th episode is something that we also did for our 50th episode, for yeah. those are landmark um, occasions. And I, I guess if we get there, we'll do it for the 150th. It's not as interesting, is it, 150? Well, I mean, it's quite interesting. Is I mean, you, how many 150-year-olds do you know? Um, maybe like a sea creature or something like yeah, that. Yeah, tortoise. Yeah. Is it tortoise or tortoise? I think I would accept either. Yeah. If this was a pub quiz, um, it would be written down anyway, so it wouldn't really matter. No. But you don't get many verbal pub quizzes, do you? No. That would be really irritating. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't have any preference. Okay. I, I would probably say tortoise myself. Yeah. Um, tortoise sounds like something that a child would say. Yeah. I mean, like, I come from Birmingham originally. I think it's tortoise in Birmingham. Yeah. Well, that kind of. Yeah. I mean, we have some listeners from Birmingham, but yeah. they do all sound like children. Yeah, and it's also moustache as well. Is it? Yeah. I pronounce it moustache. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it's a Q&A episode. Yeah. Uh, we do these seldomly, um, and only with good reason, and mm-hmm. 100 episodes is as good a reason as any. And we've opened it up to uh, f- members of the Facebook group. Yep. Love the Graps on Facebook. Always worth dipping in there if you want to... Have a chat 
about the wrestling yeah um with some uh, mostly intelligent and mostly informed wrestling fans yeah and occasionally a couple of wrestlers dip in there yeah to get upset about you slagging them <laughs> off um always very civilized isn't it uh, yeah. for the most part yeah on the subject of um the wrestlers in there i was speaking to someone recently a uh, fan of the podcast and they said oh i didn't realize so and so was in the group that's the last one posting in there right okay <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's weird yeah so yeah um i i uh i fear no man um and i will i'm a i shoot from the hip um but i try not to upset anyone yeah but also that and that's kind of the um the philosophy of that group um adult discussion about childish things yeah um and everybody yeah i i whilst we've done a hundred episodes i think the small but passionate community that's been fostered on that group um is probably the thing that will history will remember us for (laughs) (laughs) we get a blue pack Yeah, yeah 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 um but you know, I think it's good. But anyway, you should get on there. Yeah. Um, too late now if you wanted to leave us yeah. a question. I mean, Way leave us a question, late. but those threads are long gone. Yeah. Um, like that's old news. I mean, uh, we'll answer it. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know whether we will. I mean, I'll get a notification telling me somebody's yeah. commented, um, and then I'll probably ignore it. <laughs> um, so we're going to dip into a bunch of these questions. Yeah. There's quite a lot actually. Okay. Um, and uh, I've done my best to make them. Uh, some of the language used just <laughs> appalling actually i've done very little editing yeah. um and uh there was initially a call out for um voice recordings yeah a couple of people were interested in doing that yeah. however i decided that i was too lazy to sort <laughs> it out so we just got them written down yeah jake starkweather uh erstwhile stereo mic mm. um did record his but um was hadn't sent them before you put the uh, XNA on it so what thanks jake thanks yeah. thanks for recording those and doing what we asked but um yeah you, you i did have one. another recorded one all right so can you guess who it was from um joe atherton yeah of course it was yeah, yeah. um which i just deleted straight away <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i've transcribed it uh okay so let's kick off um okay. these uh questions are going to vary in gravitas and um importance um, so let's start here. This is from Mike Edge. When will Alan's young boy graduate to the podcast? Um, my young boy, uh, the toll booth, James <laughs> uh, Toll. I mean, I should I should say young boy rather than my young boy. <laughs> I, I know mean, I could pronounce it young boy. Yeah, it's it's young boy. It's um, the, the intonation is the there. boy is going young boy. Um, for anyone who who really doesn't know, um, a young boy is uh, <laughs> a, a trainee in Japan. Uh, a trainee wrestler and they are at the beck and call of the senior wrestlers. like an apprentice yeah um and uh i uh made a new uh friend this this year a guy came to work at the, my workplace who happens to be a trainee wrestler um and i've been to a few shows with him and so i referred to him as my as my young boy um i don't know i mean he's he's he can have he, it. He does his own <laughs> podcast. Does he? Um, yeah, he's part of the the steel chair wrestling. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, podcasting. Yeah. So if you want to hear his voice, Mike Edge, then I guess go mm. and listen to that. Or I mean, he can just have this if he wants. Yeah. All right. Hundred episodes gone. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you can't come around and use 
my equipment. No. You'll have to do something else. Tollbooth but... and Joe Atherton. Yeah, They're your new hosts. Okay, enjoy. Um, so we've got a question now from uh, Tom Starnes. Uh, yeah. Lives just down the road. He could have come around in person. Yeah, he could have done, yeah. Um, he said, Mr. East, your podcast seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Well, I mean, obviously, I think the uh, the fact that I'm incredibly handsome helps. I think you can hear it through the airwaves. Yeah, well, you've had um, a haircut. I have had a haircut. Yeah, I mean, they won't be able to uh, see that. Well, I don't know. I mean, we need a photo to illustrate the 100th oh, yeah, episode, so maybe we'll do a selfie yeah. like all the kids I've are doing. I've got my gogs on as well. Yeah. People don't see me with my gogs yeah, on Yeah, you'll look um, like a... <sighs> Young Dame Edna Everidge. Yep, that's, yeah, that's the look I'm going for. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it, it's not that popular. So <laughs> I think that's the honest answer. Um, obviously, it was a joke question. Yeah, um, I hope it was. I, I mean, I hope you haven't upset Tom now. Sorry. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. but so, Tom uh, mentioned last week, we, we did the uh, the podcasts on the Fight Club Poe and Schadenfreude. Yes. Weekend. We did the two podcasts. Um, and... Uh, he put his opinion on the thread about it, and he loved both nights, mm-hmm. loved everything both nights, and that's absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because I mean we are right all the time, yes. Um, but just because we don't like something doesn't mean that it's rubbish. It's this. this the whole point of this is is love the graps. Yeah, it's what you love, or what you you don't love, and if you loved it all, if. Um, we've had a, a little thing today. Um, someone on the the group, get on the group, um, has asked uh, about whether a certain promotion are, are being a bit smug. Um, fine to have that opinion. Fine not to have that opinion. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, I think people are too quick to be defensive about their opinions. Yeah. Um, and that's whether it's a positive one or a negative one. Yeah. I think. And as I say, I think the Facebook group is very good for this, yeah. where like people can disagree and have a conversation about it. Um, there have only been a few instances where it's been a little bit um, prickly. Yeah. But for the most part, if you think differently of somebody else, that's absolutely fine. There are no um, wrong opinions about men in pants pretending their legs hurt. Mm, you know? uh, no. No, there aren't. No. no. I mean, obviously, there are things that are categorically wrong. Yeah. But n- normally that's not whether it's good or bad. No. Um, okay, right. So moving on, uh, Susie Jackson asks, and it's more of a request than a, than a question, mm. uh, please write a haiku each about David Arquette and his pre- professional wrestling career. Okay. Do you want to go? I mean, I'll just see if I can come up with something off the top of my head. Well, I actually sat down this morning and wrote it oh, i mean you? it took me less than a minute yeah. so i'm not going to claim that it's like okay uh crafted it's um okay do, i mean do people know what a haiku is uh, so a haiku is uh a japanese form of poem yeah. uh 17 syllables in 575 yeah um structure um <coughs> and <laughs> i can't believe like, we're explaining what well a haiku like our three love the graphs not not my graphs. It's, yeah. it's very similar. That the um, our structure of our podcast will will be one day be um, yeah as as prevalent as the haiku in, yeah. in poetry. Yeah. Um, uh, so and 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 the idea is that somewhere in there it sh- there should be a cutting word, right? Like okay, okay. Um, so here we go. So it's a haiku about the wrestling career of David Arquette. Okay. It's all downhill when. 
you've been world champion until you are stabbed by Nick Gage. Wow, it's very nice. Um, I see you, you've you've taken the brief very literally. Yep. Um, I mean, I've I've taken a little bit of a different tap on mine. Okay. Um, Russo went to bed, dreaming of the movie Scream. I hate wrestling now. I like. Yeah. 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 So there yeah. you go. There you go, Susie. There you um, go. You asked and you received. Yeah. What you need to do now is um, transcribe them. Yeah. Uh, print them out and publish a book. I'd like somebody to do a little cross stitch on um, um, on a little thing and put it on by their front door. Yeah. When they walk in through the through the front door, they'll see that every day. Yeah. See, lesser podcasts um, would probably have had uh, some me go first and do like a proper. Haiku. Yeah. And then you do a limerick or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A saucy limerick. Yeah. Not for us. No. Not for There was a us. young man called Arquette. Who we would never forget. He got stabbed by Nick Gage. <laughs> won the title in a cage. Yeah. And was wrestling's greatest regret. There we go. Shit. That's awful, wasn't it? I mean, it was probably the best limerick ever written. About David. No, Arquette. just full stop, because oh, right. limericks are yeah. bad. Moving okay. on. Uh, yeah, so we got a question from David Green, yeah. uh, everyone's favourite uh, scientist. Yes, yeah, he is, yeah. A scientist for children. Children's yeah. idea of a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> children's idea of a scientist is like um, a madman in goggles with a shock of white hair, um, you know, just making things explode. Is that yeah. what he does? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. My daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, ran into the room the other night and said, yeah. what is hydrogen and where can I get some? Yeah. And then just went off. I, I started to explain what hydrogen was. She started in a meth lab. Yeah. No, she wanted to make water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she figured there's plenty of oxygen in the air. She knows that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she wanted to make water. All right. Okay. Well, it's a start. Yeah. I mean, obviously, children, for the most part, are stupid, but yeah. that's because they haven't learned everything yeah. yet. Not like us, we learn everything. Yeah, now. we know everything um, there is to know. Uh, so Dave Green. Yeah, he said, um, what celebrities would you book in a scrambo? Oh, a scrambo, you say? Now, a scrambo, as we know, yeah. um, there are several conditions for a scrambo. Well, uh, it has to be multi-man match. Yeah. Uh has to be elimination. Yeah. Um, it has to be called a scrambo. Yeah. Um, and it has to take place at good wrestling. Yeah. Those are the conditions. So what celebrities would you book in a scrambo? Uh, Tell you what, let's pick three each, shall we? We'll go for a six-way scrambo, which is the most traditional of all scrambos. Um, Do you want to go first? I mean, I've got a couple in mind. Okay. I am going to go for um, Arch Baddy and... um, Strictly Come Dancing Judge uh, Craig Revel Horwood. Oh, Revel Horwood. I think he would get the heat. Yeah, that would be really good. Up. That would be good. Um, he'd call everyone darling. Yeah. Because he does that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I think it would be a, a yeah. good heel to kick them Okay. Off. Well, I'm going to go for a beloved baby face, but with a, a bizarre edge. Yeah. Maybe like the sort of uh, late era gold dust of the match. Right. Um, with Pee Wee Herman. Um, I think he would bring an unusual charisma. Yeah. Um, but also he would have, um, and if you've ever seen Pee Wee's Playhouse, he would have a whole um, host of uh, people at ringside with him who are inanimate objects which have come yeah, to cherry. life. Yeah, Cherry. Yeah. 
Um, so that's my my first pick. Yeah, um, Pee Wee Herman, of course, uh, very much a precursor to a lot of modern wrestlers. Yeah, in that he he got caught doing something <laughs> bad and was shamed. That's um, true. Do you actually know what he was caught doing? Um, there was a exposing himself in a porn cinema, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanking in a porn cinema. Which I mean. Is that not what they're for? Yeah. It's I've, like, I've never, that's... I mean, I presume it was the fact that he was a children's entertainer going into a... But he's off the clock, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe you're not supposed to actually do it in the port. I mean, not that I've ever had the inclination to go to a, a uh, watch a dirty movie in a darkened room with a lot of strangers. Can, can but maybe you you're supposed Maybe you're supposed to, like, store it up yeah. and then go elsewhere. Yeah, when I um when I was younger, I used to go to Birmingham a lot to visit the comic shop because yeah. I was that kind of child, you know, not having sex, um, reading comics instead. Um, and I'd come out the bus station, and the first thing I'd see on my way to the comic shop was a porn cinema. Yeah, yeah so they did exist then. Did you see any Pee Wee Herman types going in? No, never saw anyone. And do you know what? In uh, near where I live, there's a a place called Soft Touch Body Works. Yes, um, yeah, which is so one of those um, massage parlors. Yeah, um, and whenever I go past, I always try and see someone coming in or going out. Now I've never seen anyone going in or, or coming out. A friend of mine, friend of a friend, <laughs> uh, once um, posted a photo of himself um, sat outside the cafe, which is right, right yeah, next two door. Cafes, two. But the thing is, this yeah. is in the middle of an industrial estate, yep. um, so that I don't understand why you would end up at that particular cafe unless you're like a delivery driver or something yeah. like that which he isn't it was just interesting to me that he maybe he, they do nice food maybe yeah my wife was once stopped by a chinese man in that area when she was walking to the shops and he said uh can you tell me where ladies room is yeah okay cool um okay so moving oh, yeah, on too so we've got Pee yeah, Wee yeah, Herman, <laughs> yeah craig gravel forward yeah, well, do you, do you want to... All right, yeah, it's yeah. me up next. Um, okay, I'm going to go, um, because we like intergender. Yeah. Um, we like all action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go uh, with the short, fat woman with the glasses from the Roly-Polies. I'm not... I mean, I think that's going to be another reference from... Do you not remember the Roly-Polies? No, not really. i tell you all remember the Roly-Polies. Yeah. Everyone who's as old as I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can you explain the Roly-Polies then? Um Way back in the day, uh, TV was both rubbish and brilliant. Right. And on Saturday nights, they used to have like variety shows or they'd have a show like um, Little and Large or um, The Two Ronnies or uh, Morecambe and Wise. And they would do their bits and then they would bring on a turn. Right. Um, And the turn might be a singer. Um, It might be, I remember particularly there was a man who um, would tear paper make things that sounds shit yeah there was also a guy whose act was banging himself on the head with a, a tea tray it was a different time um but one of the more popular acts that you would get repeated on these shows right. was the roly polies okay um and they were a can group... i guess what it is yeah it's a bunch of fat people rolling around they didn't roll around they danced right they okay. were a female dance i thought troupe. they'd be doing tumbling no they're a female dance troupe of the type that was popular at the time like right legs and co yeah uh, pans people um, but they were kind of older, um, heftier women. Mm. And one of them, the the comedy of the act. Is, are they not laughing at the whole thing? Um, no, 
know. I think part of it is like, well, good on them. Good on them, right. Yeah. And they were very good dancers. Okay. But the comedy of the act was a woman who was basically a human ball. Right. Um, who had glasses as well and a kind of a bowl haircut. Okay. Um, so she didn't have a lot going for her. I bet she was a lovely lady. Uh, Obviously swore, a great sense of humour. Probably swore like a sailor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's who, that's who I would put in for the athleticism okay. and the intergender of the match. All right. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a lot to take in. For me right now, um, uh, I don't know. You go for your next one, um, and I'm gonna just check to see if the computer is still working. Okay, uh, it is. It is still working. <laughs> um, so uh, we've we've got a a kind of bitchy villain. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, a baby face. Yeah. Uh, we've got an acrobatic woman. Yeah. I'm gonna go for a monster heel. Okay. In this, um, and my monster heel is Vinnie Jones. Okay, I love a bit of Vinnie Jones. Yeah, that's a I've good I've been pick. watching uh, The Flash recently, yeah. and he's in that. He basically plays Vinnie Jones. Okay. Um, I think he did a bit in Gladiators. Am I right with that? With Doesn't ring a bell, no. Um, so he's, he's kind of been adjacent to the sports entertainment world. Right. Um, and I think he's up for a laugh, and he would also pull a few punters in. Yeah, I think he did. He, was, he had made appearances um, when... WWE did UK did. shows. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, uh, in the same way that they did with latterly with people like Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Oh, um, in, in in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap him. Okay. And I'm gonna go for Steve McFadden, uh, TV's Phil Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that's a very good pick. That's my monster heel. Um, just hopefully he'll turn up sober. Um, obviously. If he doesn't, all the better. Well, I mean, we have to, we have sort of safety issues that we need to consider. Yeah. Um, His entrance video would um, would begin with him bogwashing Ian Beale. Okay. Yeah, that would yeah. be very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I am gonna go for. Um, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna just go for Kurt Russell. Oh. Um, yeah. Like Kurt Russell now. Right. Um, I've not really seen him now. Well, I actually watched him in a, a new Christmas film um, that's on Netflix right now, where he right. plays Santa Claus, oh. and he's very he's he's very good. I like him yeah. in that. He's a very good Santa Claus, yeah. um, kind of a bit of an irreverent sort of Santa Claus, but very cool with it. Has he got an eye patch? And no, he doesn't. Beer? But it is it is basically Escape from New York, right. but for Santa. Ah, yeah. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch. I think it's called The Christmas Chronicles. Right. Um, but basically, I think he's probably the coolest man that film has ever seen. Yeah. Um, and I think he's one of those that gets better with age. And right. I think he'll be um, a strong sort of hero. Or with an edge, yep. Um, in the match, not my catch. Um, so like the cool, you know, the cool, the cool um, wrestling fans can get behind him, yeah. Um, because he is tough, yeah. He's also got a wry wit oh. that um that will appeal, yeah. Um, and then finally, um, I think we need another baddie, don't we? Okay. Um, yeah. Just to even it out, yeah. Uh, so I am gonna go for. Anthony Worrell Thompson, oh, um, who uh, who was popular in the early two thousands yep. um, as a celebrity chef. Yeah, um, had a bit of a bad term when he got caught shoplifting. Yeah, I he believe. did, didn't he? Yeah, and um, but was also 
intensely unlikable from my perspective. Yeah. Um, now maybe he's one of these that will um, divide opinions. Yeah. Maybe some people will like him. Maybe he'll be one of those cool heels <laughs> that everybody's into these Everyone days. Have their hashtag AWT but t-shirts. Basically, I see him as a Weasley um, man who will do anything yeah. to get out of trouble. Yeah. Um, even though he's been caught red-handed. Yeah. Also lends itself to lots of uh, kitchen-based puns. Yes. Which, yeah, which is always yeah. great. Um, okay, last, I'm going to put one to you then. Okay. Um, who is the special guest referee of this scrambo? Somebody with the authority to oversee this. Um, the special guest referee is God. God himself. Yeah. Um, as we know, God is an old white man okay. with a long white beard. Just a beam of light. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he could be a, like a speck of dust okay. because God is everything. All right. um, he will still, however, be distracted at one point. Yeah. Even though he is omniscient. Well, he's distracted all the time now, isn't he? Yeah. Like, um, oh, what? Oh, that cancer's happening. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't see it. Flood. Flood in Bangladesh. What? No, I'm too busy worrying about whether or not American football is a kneeling or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm choosing God as a special guest referee. Okay. And I hope people realise that we gave that thought, that question absolutely no preparation. <laughs> <laughs> that those are the seven names that come straight <laughs> off the top of mine and Chris's heads. Yeah. Something wrong with us. Yeah. Um, so we've got another question uh, from Mike Farrow. Okay. Uh, Michael Farrow. Um, uh, enfant terrible of the group. Uh, <coughs> likes, likes to stir the pot a bit. Um, he's asked a fairly normal question here. Yeah. And... I think more for you than for me. Yeah. Um, how do you maintain being a fan whilst also promoting? Well, Mike, I think the secret to this is that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't promote. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't maintain being a fan. Um, I have to be kind of honest with this one. In the Over the last year, I've, I've watched less and less wrestling. Mm. And unless I'm going to it live at this at this point at this juncture, um, it feels like unless I'm going to a live show, um, one that I've bought a ticket for, one that I'm promoting, I'm not really watching very much wrestling, yeah. unless it's like stuff that is almost research yeah. for the wrestling that I need to promote. Yeah. Um, having said that, I still enjoy having opinions about wrestling <laughs> um which i think actually is the true entertainment for any you know independent wrestling fan it's more it's more about the opinion that you have about the wrestling yeah. and what goes on in and around wrestling than the actual wrestling itself yeah. um i enjoy going to shows um i like watching the action yeah um, I like chatting to the people that I know and yeah. people that I meet. Um, there are a few wrestlers that I would consider myself friendly with that I like yeah. and I like chatting with. Yeah. Um, I w as I say, I'm just not watching as much these days and maybe that's kind of saved me from burnout because 2016 was the year that I watched more wrestling than I ever have done. Yeah. Um, and, no, sorry, 2017. Um, whereas 2018 has been a sort of um, 
more settled and considered year in terms of what I'm going to and what I'm watching and what I'm using my time for. And the promoting takes up a lot of time. So uh, something's had to give. I think the simplest answer, because while I've, I've never been a promoter, you know, I've been around the business um, and been involved in the business is that one, there's more than one way to be a fan. Yeah. Um, So, some fans will go to 159 shows this year. Yeah. Um, those fans are crazy. Yes. Um, some fans will only go to one show. Yeah, or no, or no or shows. None. Some will watch 30 hours of it on TV at home. Some will watch an hour here and there. You know, you're a fan of 30 hours over a year is not that much. I meant a week. Oh, okay. Right. Um, th- yeah, 30 hours a year is probably about your level. Yeah. Um, that, well, that's just WrestleMania weekend. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, the the simplest thing, and we've had kind of chats around this um, about being kind of how do you re- reconcile being a smart fan with enjoying the wrestling as well, because that's that's a thing. Yeah, um, is from bell to bell, lose yourself. Yeah, you know, from from bell to bell, or from like start of the show to the finish of the show, however you want to like work it, you're part of the show. Yeah, you know, you're there to pretend that this is real and have well, a good time. Well, the best way to enjoy it is to yeah. invest in. Um, it. And whether you're a promoter, a wrestler, um, you know, the man off the street, the 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 way to maintain being a fan is just that. Yeah, once that bell rings, it doesn't matter. Yeah, who that person well, is. I guess that's you know. a good point. Yeah, I'm not a promoter while I'm watching. No. Um, so you have to you have to wear two hats. You have to have two brains. Um, I think the other thing to sort of consider in this question is, I'm not as a promoter. I'm not. Um, what's the best way of putting this without offending anyone? Um, well, I haven't had a lot of the struggles that some other promoters have yeah. had. Um, and I don't, at this point, and there definitely were times in the past, it's not massively stressful. Yeah. Um, I'm actually enjoying some of that. So actually, that's where the sort of focus of my fandom goes, because I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, I don't have to sort of disconnect the two completely, because... I get to put on wrestling shows featuring wrestlers that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I get to get them to do the stuff I want them to do. Yeah. And that's the key. It's like most of us who uh, got into wrestling and, and like ended up on the other side of the curtain, as, as I did at, at one point and as you are now, did it because we like wrestling. Yeah. And so you're there because you are a fan of wrestling. Uh, I mean, some people may be there because they want to sell popcorn. Yeah. Um, to to young children. I've met those people. Yeah. Um, but most people are there because they love wrestling and they want to bring a bit of themselves yeah. to the wrestling. So they're fans of wrestling. And I don't doubt there are loads of promoters out there where that has got lost. Yeah. Because one, uh, particularly when money becomes a part of it, yeah. um, concerns start to sort of shift. Yeah. Um, and you have to sort of worry about things that aren't the fun parts of it that you got into it but for you know what promoters we can smell that yeah and so you just get out the business but you do see it yeah and you see it and you can see it from a mile off um and uh and it's not necessarily 
making money it's not losing money um so people it, it can I, I can see a lot of people getting really stressed about it and a lot of people getting really defensive about yeah. their their companies um but that's not me no i do a fun wrestling show yeah. i think it's fun to watch and it's fun to run um for the most part fun to be a part of yeah you know that's that's the key because mm. uh, i mean no offense chris at the level you're doing it no one's getting rich Nope. So if you're not having a laugh, not enjoying why you're doing it, why why are you doing it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right then. Um, let's move on. Now um, we've got two questions here um, that are both uh, quite similar. We'll, we'll start. We've got Mike Farrow once again. Um, is there a graps trope or booking cliche which n- you've now completely tired of? Uh, what booking ideas have you seen that are totally overdone? We've also got Adam Johnson who's asked least favorite tropes and spots in wrestling. For example, my bugbear with the ref gets knocked out and face immediately goes for the pin and takes ages to realize the ref's out spot. Yeah. Now, just instantly, my least favorite trope in wrestling is the trope of asking the question, "What is your least favorite trope right, in wrestling?" Because yeah, that that is a trope. Uh, um, Mike and Adam get together, work it out. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Me and Chris occasionally have to like say, "Oh, I'm wearing this T-shirt tonight. You're not yeah. wearing that, are you?" Um, That's why I like do. it that you come to my front door. Yeah, so um, you can go upstairs. And yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. changed. Yeah, Chris awful. always comes to the front door um, naked from the waist up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just because uh, I want everyone to see my abs. Yeah. Um, just one big ab and that's more fuel for your slash fic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your least favorite tropes or a book booking cliches or spots that you don't like. Um, well, I mean, we, we've talked about it, um, and for me, it's particularly on the heel side, yep. the authority figure. Yes. The heel authority figure is the worst thing in professional wrestling. Um, I don't like it one bit. Um, I'm not overly comfortable with authority figures, full stop, um, because it bends my brain a little bit, um, having to... Um, when when you've got a heel running a mark, like s- stop booking him. Yeah, yeah. Stop booking him. Don't let him in the building. Don't give him mic time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that I would say is is one of them. I think like just an addendum to that. I'm not a fan of um, small wrestling shows talking about like contracts. Yeah, as part of the show. So like, oh, he his contract will be terminated. It's like. Ain't got a contract, mate. Yeah, there's no way that you've got a contract signed. Yeah, and and it just seems a little silly as well. Like we love Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, in the summer, Scotty Davis won a contract with Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Went on the last two shows. <laughs> it's like he was on uh, Infinity, wasn't he? Uh, We've yeah. seen him. Yeah, but he wasn't on the like. Wasn't on the Schadenfreude show yeah. as part of the Fight Club Pro team. Well, he uh, came and out and got beaten up, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's like, but I thought he had a contract. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I mean, we've we've termed the uh, coined the phrase uh, Robert's crutch, yep. um, which is uh, a ref bump to uh, actors' distraction, um, which in and of itself I think can be used well. It's just. Um, when it becomes an overused trope mm. that it, it just becomes trite and and you can see it coming from a mile off and uh, as per the the name of the um the trope it's uh, Chris Roberts special yeah um 
Uh, what else? What else isn't isn't so great? I mean, like, there's not too many things that have been run into the ground. Mm. Um, so, I mean, the one Adam kind of mentions about the referee going down. Um, again, we'd call it the Robert's crutch at times. Yeah, but he's focusing maybe on the the baby face. Yeah, uh, not realizing there's there's a simple reason for that. You know, the baby face is is going to assume that the referee's there all the time. Yeah. Um. So I'm not too bothered about that. Plus, it allows him to get a visual pin. Um, yeah. The visual yeah. Pin so you're like, is, oh, is very he important. had it won. Yeah. Um. So you know, it does play a, a part, but like everything, uh, it it needs to be used sparingly. Um. We've been to shows where the referee's been attacked in just about every single match, and it's just like. Uh... Yeah. It it becomes um, Groundhog Day, yeah. doesn't it? Um, I mean, what other sort of like finishes, or you know, those sort of things get get overused? Um, um, the heel coming out and providing a distraction. I mean, I've I've always hated that in wrestling. That's one thing I've always hated that you make your your uh, baby face look stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, WWE is the worst for yeah. this, isn't it? Um, that they we come were talking, out on the ramp. Well, we were talking the other day um, about the, there was that summer when Mikey Whiplash came out. At, seemingly every progress show yeah. and distracted Tommy End. Um, and it was just like, oh, for just Christ's ignore him. sake. Yeah, just, just ignore him. He'll go away. Just do your job. You're a professional yeah. wrestler. Get on and do, do your job. Do you know what I don't see enough these days? What? Is the lights going out, right. coming back on, and somebody's in the ring. I see. I quite like that. Yeah, that's, that's what really. I'm saying. Yeah. I like that. Like, last night, I thought it was going to happen at Eve. Yeah. Because um, I went to Paris and Eve last night. Um, there was no show about it because I was there. Mm. With uh, my lifelong uh, tag team partner, Stereo Mike, not Chris. Yeah, uh, Chris was at home. Um, and at the end, uh, Charlie Morgan was in the ring, and she's like, I, I, "I don't just want to be Eve champion. I need it, and I don't know where I'm going to go from here." And the lights went out, and for a minute, I thought, "Who's going to appear in the ring?" But it wasn't. They just put up an advert and said that Wrestle Kingdom Two is going to be oh, featuring not, Stardom, not the Undertaker. Um, and apparently, yeah, that. That really pleased Charlie Morgan. That, um, but I was I, part of me was quite sad that the lights didn't come back on and Chris Jericho. I think there. the resistance would be a tough venue to do that in, though, wouldn't it? Because you can't just have somebody slide into the ring there. Well, you know, they could they could be under a blanket. Yeah, but where, how would they get? How would they get through the crowd? That's well, Nina. Yeah, the but the show. thing is, like, she came barreling in. Right. Like, yeah. the people down there by the door would have been like, oh, there's Nina. Although I guess half the people in there are um, trainees and involved in the show anyway, aren't they? So <laughs> they'd have probably carved a path for whoever's going to appear. Yeah. Um, let's do some... We've had a few questions. It's not just a a, uh, a wrestling podcast. Well, let's just... We'll just get into it. We'll get into it. There, well, there's a theme. There's a little theme. What I was going to say is, I, I think this podcast is going to go a bit long. Okay. So let's close out part one yeah. of this podcast. We'll split it into two parts. Okay. Because we don't like to take up too much of it. At least two parts. Yeah. Um, and we'll finish with some questions on food. Okay. Because um, we do talk about food a lot on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we do, yeah. Um, and uh, good listener of the podcast, friend of the show, uh, Steve Hewitt, uh, informed me that he was in Birmingham last week and yeah. uh, found a place that did cheese tea. So if you're in Birmingham, near the railway station, um, pop in and get some cheese tea. Do it. Yeah. I hope it's the same. 
Oh, Birmingham haven't got their own version of cheese tea, which I is... I don't think it was called cheese tea. Which is like a mug of PG tips with a blade baby bell floating in it. I mean, I'd, I'd, go, <laughs> I'd go for that. I oh, know you would, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, then. Uh, right, Dave Green. Again. Yeah. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, do you want a serious answer for I mean, this? I know what I, I, I know what my answer is. What's your answer? The egg. Yeah, because there were eggs before there were chickens. Well, also, there must have been an egg for the chicken to come out of. Yeah, where, but where did that egg come from? From another bird, which the mutation... That's what I mean. There yeah. were eggs before chicken. Dinosaurs laid eggs, apparently. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> apparently they did, yeah. Well, I mean, jury's out on that. It's only a well, theory. no, they've found... It's only a theory. They've found fossilised egg shells with dinosaur embryos inside. They could have been placed there by... <laughs> By God, a special yeah. guest referee, God. <laughs> yeah, to um, trick us, yeah, because he's well into that. Oh, he any, it. just chicken away. Oh, look at these eggs. Bet you think that's real, don't you? Well, I mean, this is the week that uh, Dynamite Kid passed away. Yeah, uh, and he was a legendary prankster to the point of being an absolute cunt. Yeah, uh, yeah, but there's a thin line, isn't there? Yeah. Um, in fact, Dave Meltzer he, he did a little obituary because. Um, Annoyingly, Dynamite Kid died too near to the deadline to do a proper one. I hate when they do that. Right, okay. Um, and he actually started off with uh, one of the Heart Sisters saying, Dynamite Kid was the best wrestler in the world, but for every uh, bit as good a wrestler he was, he was a miserable human being. Yeah, I mean, um, I've So heard apparently that. he's a bit of a dick. But in, in a lot of ways, God is the Dynamite Kid of the yeah, deities. Yeah. Uh, he's always shitting in people's bags, yeah. uh, burning people's bushes. Yeah. Um, Giving out Ten Commandments. He just made them up. You know, you know, like we made those seven people up for that yeah. slumbo. God did that with the Ten Commandments. Yeah. But just to get back to Dave's question, yeah, eggs definitely existed before chickens did. That's yeah. just categorically You're a scientist, a Dave. Yeah. Well, you play a You're scientist. You're a scientist of sorts. Yeah. You also play Rene from a lower low. And um, Rodney, not Rodney. Um, tri- the old fella. Boise. Boise. There you go. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's very specific Dave Green related content yeah. for everyone listening. Um, Save that for Love the Green. <laughs> yeah, which um, is our Dave Green and um, uh, Ganja Weed related yeah. podcast. And uh, also we coming in 2019, we're branching out. Yeah. Uh, there's a scatology. Uh, love the craps. God. Awful. Awful. Go on, get on with it. Um, so, Daz Carding. Yep. Um, also, uh, egg-based question. Yeah. Um, now, I've I've never had one, so you'll have to answer this. Okay. Um, what's your favourite thing to accompany a Scotch egg? Well, you you have you not had like a corn picnic egg? No, no. I don't like eggs. Okay. I'm not an egg fan. All right. Okay. For years, but I, you're willing to accept that they came before chickens. Yeah. For years, I denied myself mayonnaise, which mayonnaise is great. My egg, yeah. Um, because I feared it was too eggy. It's definitely got egg in it. Yeah, but it's not really eggy, is it? No, in fact, not. I would say salad cream, which I don't think has egg in, is, a, is more eggy than mayonnaise. You're a interesting fella sometimes. Uh, Favourite thing to accompany a scotch egg? Um, do you know what? I like a, uh, a, a scotch egg with a, a li- just a little bit of salt and pepper on it, perhaps. Right. Um, but maybe a sharp pickle. Yeah. Um, Nothing too fancy. What a chutney. Yeah, yeah. Well, a chutney is a is a pickle, isn't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, um, but something quite sharp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Or maybe a slice of apple. Oh. No, I've just made that up. I would never do that. Now, I mean, for me, obviously, the accompaniment is the bin. 
because it's an egg. It's horrible. It's an egg wrapped in meat and breadcrumbs. Right. Who came up with that? Scottish people, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> who who thought? Do you know what this egg needs? Robert the Bruce. It needs wrapping in meat, mm. and then I'm going to roll it in some breadcrumbs. Well, I mean, everybody's looking for a handheld um, meaty snack, aren't they? Um, everybody. Yeah. Um, without getting meat all over your hands, so Scotch egg is a good option. Talking of handheld snacks, are you aware of the the Bedfordshire clanger? No. I it's something I discovered working in the library. Some some guy used to come in, smell of piss. Um, cool, and he was called yeah. the Bedfordshire Clanger. No. And in fact, my my manager used to call him Mister Pissy Pants, yeah. not to his face. You know, we, we don't run <laughs> that. It wasn't kind on his of, library card of operation. Um, but he he was he was an expert on local history, and that ranged down. Of course, to he was. Bedfordshire. They always are. Um, and he told me about the Bedfordshire Clanger, yeah. and apparently you can still get them in in Bedford Bedfordshire. Um, and it's pastry. Yeah. Um, one end is savoury. Right. And the other end is sweet. That's fucking stupid. And there's like a, a pasty bit in the middle so they don't mix. But the idea was that the, the miners, Bedfordshire miners. I don't know. They're miners. Children. Let's say miners. Um, they would go to work and they'd be able to take their lunch in yeah. one package. Right. So you'd eat the savoury end. Yeah. And then you'd eat the sweet well, end. Well, of course, that's also the, you know, the origin of the, the pasty in general is to to the pasty ain't got jam in it, mate. No, but this is uh, that's exactly the point I'm going to get onto. Right, is so that they it was a pastry case, and so you could eat the thing inside without it getting dirty. That was it. the pastry wasn't even part of the yeah. meal. Um, why do people in Bedfordshire need a little fucking dessert with it? What they're so soft, like that's <laughs> the kind of place Bedfordshire is. I don't. I mean, I. I tell you what, when I have make my lunches for work every day, yeah. I don't feel like I have to have a little bloody pot of jam at the end of it. Well, maybe like you I'm should. a grown up, I don't need a dessert on every meal. I'll put it on the list for WrestleMania week. Right, with cheese and peanut butter sandwiches. No, French toast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. I don't think we've ever <laughs> talked about this on the podcast. Right, seeing as we are talking food, um, I'd really. <laughs> I think I need for Alan to explain what he thinks French toast is. Right. This is it's a family thing. Yeah. So it, it's not just me. You're it's, gonna be appalled. It's my insane family. Um I would be interesting to know if it's a Birmingham thing. So <laughs> yeah, I know we okay. have a few listeners in Birmingham. Yeah. Simon and Amy, um, let me know. Um when I was <laughs> younger, <laughs> my mum would, would offer me um toast. Yeah. Or French toast. Yeah. Um, now, French toast to us was toast that was just toasted on one side and then buttered on the toasted side. Easier back in the day. You didn't have toasters. So you did your toast. Just put it under the grill, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was French toast. So it would be like, oh, do you want some toast? Yeah. Do you want French toast? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And so French toast was toast just done on one so side. So it's soft on one side, crunchy yeah. on the other side. When I got older, and uh, learned that there were middle class things <laughs> like um, toasters. Yeah, uh, and people would talk about French toast. I'd, I'd kind of stay quiet because I knew by then that certain things in my childhood were a bit <laughs> odd. Um, and when I discovered that it's it's toast with some kind of egg dripped in it, yes, um, as I've just said, not for me. Although, do you know what? Growing up, I did like um, toast 
toast soldiers and dipped in. That's a like egg. the eggiest egg you can have. That's <laughs> a whole egg. Yeah. I think I was more on the toast, French toast. Right. Um, <laughs> in French soldiers, you see. Yeah. Running away. Yeah. Uh, Very um, good. So, yeah, I, I was horrified to discover that I'd grown up thinking something was French toast. I do feel like there's an inherent xenophobia to your family's decision to call this French toast in that they've only bothered to toast it on one side. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're lazy, aren't they, the French? Just um, just toast it on one side. It'll be dirty. It'll be fine. Yeah, like a French letter. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, not like that. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Insight into the Boone family history. Yeah, so anyway, like... Um the reason I mentioned that, for we're, we're going to do something over WrestleMania week again for the yeah. third year running. Um, and uh, we're going to have some cheese tea. We're going to try and make cheese tea. Oh, um, God. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, I, I'm going to uh, give Chris the, the thing that I think is the greatest sandwich uh, of all time, which is cheese and peanut butter. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't believe. Yeah. Um, I will try, endeavour to get him a pineapple cream, which yeah. he, he doesn't think I don't think that exists. Well. Um, and we will have French toast. Yeah. So. You notice a lot of these are from Alan's <laughs> side, where he seems to have experienced a whole different world of awful foods to, to the rest of us. Um, okay. Right. Dilesh says, best wimpy you've been to. Uh, okay. So... We famously went to a Wimpy. Uh, <laughs> it was famous, yeah. Before uh, a show. Yeah, that was uh, last year. Yeah. Um, time moves so fast, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. It's, it's, it's just speeding up towards the end. That's what they say. It gets faster <laughs> towards the end. Yeah. Um, so we went to that. Um, I was a bit underwhelmed. By my I mean, it was fine. There. It's Wimpy. Yeah. Um, I There's two trips to Wimpy that, that stick uh, out for me, both kind of childhood. Mm-hmm. Um one um, a bit odd, yeah. Uh, one a, a, a bit it might make you cry. Um, is that uh, I went to a wimpy in London when I was about eight, nine, um, and it was the wimpy that people of a, a certain age will remember. There was a wimpy advert where a, a spaceman pulled up outside towing his spaceship over his shoulder. He's pulling it. Must have been a really light spaceship. Right. Maybe he's a really strong spaceman. Um, that it's filmed there. But it's also the same Wimpy that the IRA blew up a few okay. weeks later. So we were in it a couple of weeks before the IRA blew it up, which is yeah. kind of weird. It was like, that's, that was a thing we did back in the day. Yeah, go oh, to places that Oh, that the thing I... the IRA have blown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was in there. I nearly died. <laughs> well, you yeah. didn't nearly die. Yeah. You were two, two weeks away from dying. Yeah, um, but... That was good enough. Yeah, it was okay. good enough. Um, and then later in life, um, what probably one of the last times I did it, and he's not dead or anything, I could do it again. Uh, me and my dad uh, went for a wimpy, um, and I was, I was like 14, 15, um, and uh, I remember having a Knickerbocker glory. Oh, yeah. 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 And it just struck me as one of the last times that I was, maybe I was a bit younger than that, that me as a child was just doing something with my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I had a Knickerbocker glory. I've got, like, memories of... Uh, I grew up in the next town over from Northampton. It's called Wellingborough. Mm-hmm. Um, just just another town. Yeah. Just another town. Um, quite cheap place to live, apparently. Um, especially if you're looking to commute to the London. Right. Um, <clears throat> and that's how my family ended up there. Um, but in the um, town centre, shopping centre... Um, in Wellingborough, which I think was called the Arndale at the time, later rechristened the Swansgate, mm. which is obviously way classier. Yeah. 
Um, it had like a weird section which was like a little upstairs bit, but it's not a big shopping centre, but it has a little bit where there's a staircase and there's an upstairs and there used to be... Was it kind of um, open to the elements? Yeah. yeah. No, no, well, not outdoors, but, no, it, but it, it was like a sort of balcony. Shop. Outside, inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it had like an intersport right. and there was a hairdresser's up there and there yeah. was a wimpy. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of looked over the shopping centre. Yeah. Um, and uh, used to go in there, and I, I remember just being fascinated by the fact that it was um, knives and forks yep. uh, on a proper plate. Um, when obviously, you know, uh, at that time McDonald's was a dominant force in the town centre. Um, but also, I, I have this memory, and I'm not even sure whether it's real or whether I've conjured right. it up, of there being a birthday party in this wimpy, um, and a man in a wimpy the wimpy costume oh. came out now i'm not actually okay. sure that wimpy ever had anybody dress up i imagine they did but it's a big costume that's yeah. the thing because it's basically a burger in right. a beef eater costume isn't i mean it? was it just a man in a beef eater costume no all i can think of is the burger man like right. it being a burger in a beef eater costume right. now i don't know whether that or maybe it's like a man with a burger head yeah in a beef eater costume i don't think he's a burger is he not a burger? No, I just think he's like a cartoon man with a big nose. I think it's a burger. I think it's part burger. I don't think it is. I mean, we're showing ourselves up at the moment because we're supposed to be the authorities on Wimpy. Well, and we should know all the branding I mean, the off thing by is, heart. Like, people still ask us about Wimpy, but yeah. Wimpy's very 2017. It is. and Well, after they did not positively respond to our request for sponsorship. Yeah, um, we've now moved on to B-Bay. And uh, we buy any porn. <laughs> yeah. um, look that up. Yeah, it we is are, a thing. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't really talked about we buy any. No, porn. No, we good cause. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, well, I mean, we've there, there have been some rough parts of our conversations <laughs> over the past few episodes. All I'm saying is um, that they have a discreet shredding service. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. Um, that's all you're saying. Yeah. From experience. All right, then let's go on. Um, I, th- I guess this will be the last sort of question or yeah. cluster of questions yeah um for this episode and then we'll be back almost before you know it uh, <laughs> because we're not going anywhere until this whole thing is done okay tom french what's your favorite food venues or promoters put on at shows and also do you think food should be put on at shows uh, it's from a fan point of view not for catering for performers not that tom has any idea of that that was Tom's saying that, not yeah. me going. Leah, you don't know what you're talking about, Tom. What are you, doing? What are you talking about, Tom? Yeah, um, well, I'm pronouncing it as Tom. I'm assuming yeah. it's Tom. Well, that's because you're a good man. Yeah. And I, I, I'm <laughs> sure it is. You're Tom. a bully, aren't you? Am, Just yeah. a bloody bully. That so... Justin Sizem's going to get it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so food at shows. Um, I mean, there's not really been a lot of food at shows that we've been to. Um, Fight Club Pro. Yeah, get some chips, burger van outside. Um, um, quite like that. At a couple of their different venues, uh, yeah. they have those options, don't they? Yeah, in which ba- is good. Banquet and sweet, you had a little bit more. You could get a curry in, yeah. in there, couldn't you? you? Banquet and sweet, you could get burger and chip. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. single chip, big yeah. chip. Yeah. I mean, it's a big chip. Yeah. Um, that's Midlands for you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not at shows. We mm. like our orange chips on the way to Fight Club Pro. Yeah. If you're going to Wolverhampton, um, I would recommend... Uh, if you're coming in from the M6, yeah, um, check out the Jolly Fryer, yeah, and get yourself a portion of orange chips. Yeah, um, uh, you could also get a mug of tea to drink in if yeah. you want. Only drink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to stand at, stand, the stand at the counter with a mug of tea. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, orange chips. So that's a Wolverhampton delicacy, yeah. isn't it? Um, you can also get them a bit further down that road at Pablo Fish Bar. Yeah. Uh, where you can choose whether they're orange or normal. Which I'm convinced is supposed to be a play on Pablo Escobar. <laughs> it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to um, be. Um, I'm, I've heard really good things about yeah. the food at Tidal. Tidal in Leeds, and I think Rise run there now. Yeah. Uh, run a place called the Temple of Boom. Yep. Um, Temple of Boon, it should be called. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Imagine that. Um, and apparently they do really good vegan food there. Ve- really great vegan curry, apparently. Yeah. Um, which I really like the, the idea of. Um, because we do like our food. Wherever we go, we, we try food, and yeah. explore and find food options. Um, and it would be nice to just have it at the show. Um, the the res gal really needs to knock through to next door and become um, part of that pizza Part restaurant. of the pizza place, yeah. Yeah, I, I think food at shows unless it's like a really long show um like at the um, super strong style last year at alexandra palace it was quite nice to have yeah. some options there for the interval um i'm ne- i'm never like massively into like eating during shows no but that i have done um progress actually in uh, um the electric ballroom i quite liked popping out to yeah, pop um, yeah. i think it was called cafe metro right, right. outside yeah. um people get, like go to bang bang chicken yeah yeah down the road um it is nice to have options it's nice to be able to yeah. step out during an interval and get something if you want um sometimes it's a bit frustrating in certain venues where you just can't get anywhere during yeah. the interval um, I, I am a fan of uh, going back to when we used to go to um the uh northampton school of professional wrestling Oh yeah, rough and ready gym. Um, I'm a fan of a tuck shop. Yeah, they would have a nice tuck shop. Yeah. Um, so I mean, more promotions should at least have a tuck shop. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. So you can just go and get like packet of skittles. Um, yeah, just some little Haribos or yeah, you know, Panda Pop. Yeah, just to, just tide you over. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what? Let's let's broaden this out then. Like, what sort of places have we been to? Um, I think Bethnal Green is kind of the place that we sort of end up the most yeah it's my second er- home earlier than a lot of other places yep. um and and we we often eat there we quite often go to been there a few times to the japanese canteen which yep. is just around the corner uh, from the gallery cafe <laughs> yeah been there a few times yeah i was a vegan cafe did, yeah, did I, had you a, um, I had a strawberry and pistachio vegan donut oh did you um, which sounds is, fancy it was more cake than donut right but okay. it was still very nice Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can usually find somewhere nearby. Um, yeah. And in fact, yeah, perhaps we'll, perhaps we'll create a thread, like, on, yeah. the, on the group. Like, give us your, your, your food tips nearer venues. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I think there are loads of pl- good places. Um, I'm not massively bothered about food at the show. No. Like, I never eat at Vite Club Pro shows. No. Um, sometimes, actually, the smell of the food makes me a little bit queasy. Right. Because um, there's a lot of grease going on, especially back at the um, Starworks, um, it used to sort of permeate a little bit if you were yeah. in certain corners of the venue. I always think as well. Like I used to think as well, you used to go to football, and it's like you're in the football ground for like two hours. Yeah, can you not go without eating? I mean, I get it sometimes, hours. like at football because it's cold and you're outside, and you yeah. maybe some a, a little half time warmer. Yeah, get a, a, a brown pie <laughs> <laughs> to sort of tide you over. Yeah, um, and that's part of the sort of um, 
the ritual yeah the ritual the pageantry of of football we don't really have that with wrestling um but i do maybe i like the idea of like a popcorn like yeah. that that seems like it might be fun I and i quite to, like the idea of somebody hitting a popcorn out of somebody's hand at some i went point. to a gig at the o2 once went to see the cure yeah um and people would were walking back to their seats like pizza boxes of pizza yeah that was big weird. venues i mean yeah. i had um i came back to our seats at we- uh, um wembley arena for progress with some sweet potato fries did, yeah. so yeah. um there are options out there yeah um and matt that is going to be where we yeah, we'll finish put part a pin one. in it yeah. for a minute. Um, yeah, finish part one. We'll be back with part two um, in the blink of an eye. Will it be episode one hundred and one, or will it be episode no. one hundred? These are all one, yeah. These are all going to be episode one hundred. Yeah. Um, so one hundred A, one hundred B, all the way through to Z. Probably the yeah. amount of questions <laughs> that we've got left. Um, so thanks for all those questions, and stay tuned for more of this um, until the next episode don't go to bed we had joy we had fun we had seasons in the sun up the hills that we crashed for the seasons out of time all our lives we had fun we had seasons in the sun up the hills Stop this on the beach